0: for your life. Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day?
1: power partners and welcome to our informational playground this is star style be the star you are coming to you live on the voice america network and brought to you under the auspices of be the star you are charity i am cynthia bryan and i am delighted to be with you to help you to stop wishing upon a a star but knowing that your dreams have already transpired and you will talk as if you are living your dreams and then act like you have everything you need to be the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. And then it just seems to magically happen for some reason, right? I have no idea, but it it really does. So today's show, um, we are doing a few things. Everybody loves pets or most people love pets. I know I do. I have lots and lots of animals. Um, and we spend a lot of money on our pets monthly. I mean, and some people spend more on their pets than they do on themselves. So is there going to be a way to pamper your pet and keep your finances in check from insurance to food to toys? We will um, share a few tips. And then in segment two, if your wallet is stuffed to the max with credit cards and photos and business cards and receipts and you know, hopefully a few dollars or other things, Um it's probably time to downsize because we don't need to carry so much anymore. And thieves are just hoping that you're going to keep your wallet big and fat. But if you want to stay safe, you are going to have to uh trim down. And what is blooming in July? Is it compost? Uh, um, is compost important? Compost is not blooming, uh, but I'm <laughs> wondering if uh, compost is in your garden. So we'll actually go into the garden in uh, segment three to talk about uh, what's going on in the July garden. And hopefully you are, you know, having a, a barbecue or being able to spend time outside. Uh, on your patio or your porch or your balcony or open a window or something because it is summer. So the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. And again, Be The Star You Are is still doing its shoe drive. It has been extended until the end of July. So make sure you visit org and uh, check out the shoe drive. If you're in the san francisco bay area you can just drop off any shoes that you know are in walkable condition shoes boots slippers whatever and uh, we will be very happy to get them to people in need overseas in third world countries and the miracle moment is from leo tolstoy if you want to be happy be that's pretty simple right If we have to, if we want to be happy, let's just be. And I feel that that's uh, something that's very important because happiness, like so many things in life, happiness is a choice. Well, let's talk about our pets, you know, our furred, our our finned, (laughs) our feathered friends. Of many people, I think it is uh, seven out of 10 American households own a pet of some kind. And that is actually um, a statistic from the American Pet Products Association. And for many, though, pet expenses actually consume a significant portion of their budget. Dog and cat owners, for example, spend an average of at least $110 per month on uh, that one animal. Um, and some surveys suggest that costs are even higher. In fact, in 2022, there was a lemonade poll, and pet owners spent $276 on their animals each month on average. And it didn't say whether that was per animal or how many animals. But if you start multiplying, that monthly cost by the typical lifespan of your pet you could be talking a lot of money and however many people under underestimate the lifetime cost of owning a pet um, there are emergency visits you know what happens your pet gets sick you have to go to a vet you might have to have surgery the food um you know, pick the doggy bags you get just to pick up the poop. All all the costs add up. And 26% of pet owners said they were struggling to afford their pet because of inflation. So we have to have um, some other tips on how we can enjoy our pets because they are part of our family and yet, you know, not break the bank. And the good news is there are some smart ways that you can trim your pet's expenses and it'll keep your pet healthy and happy and hopefully uh, keep some money in your pocket. Because I am a big animal person. I have lots of animals from uh, from birds and chickens and ducks and geese and rabbits and goats and pigs and cats and dogs, you know, the, the whole nine yards. So It can add up, but of course, they bring so much enjoyment to our lives that, to me, it is always worth it. But let's talk about food and treats first. So, again, this is according to the American Pet Products Association. They have said that dog owners spend an average of about $368 a year on food and treats and cat owners spend an average of $326. So it's pretty pretty you know similar what you're spending on a cat or a dog. So some tips would be to buy your food in bulk. Um, that's what I do. You can purchase pet food in large quantities and that'll really help cut your food costs. You know, instead of buying a small bag if, of dry food if you're using dry foods buy the 40 pound or the 50 pound bag as long as you can keep it fresh. And that means uh, storing the pet food, you know, in sealed containers, in room temperature spaces, or keeping it in refrigerating, depending on what type of food, of course, uh, you're talking about. Uh, You could get a food subscription. Uh, Places like uh, Amazon, there's a, if you type in, you know, dog food or cat food or whatever, um, and Costco, etc. cetera. Sometimes if you'll get uh, like 5% off if you subscribe to the food on a regular uh, basis on, for an online thing. And of course, not all pets or even animals of the same breed are gonna eat the same amounts of food or the, they may not like the same kind of food. So you're gonna have to check that out. And again, last week we talked about subscriptions and how many you probably need to cancel. So just do that you know, with caution because you don't want a subscription that you're not going to need. You could join a, a pet store loyalty club and that way you could earn points for purchases at some of the major pet retailers like PetSmart or Petco or Pet Supplies Plus. You sign up for their free loyalty membership and then the points can be redeemed for store credit. And st- some stores also... Offer their members exclusive sales, coupons, and other perks. I know that I buy my barnyard food at a um, a you know a, a barnyard food supply, an animal supply um, store. And if you buy five sacks, I know that's a lot five fifty pound sacks at a time, you get a discount of the same of the same thing. So if you have a lot of stuff and you have the room to store it, that's works out great. And then, of course, you can consider generic brands. And when it comes to pet food, uh, generic doesn't mean lower quality because, um, because uh, the generic band, uh, brands contain actually the same high quality ingredients as pricier name brand products. In fact, many of the products on a, um, on just a a generic brand are actually made by the companies that charge more with their, you know, branded name. You could ask your veterinarian about the product you're considering if if your animal likes it, just to make sure that your pet is going to get the right amount of nutrients because getting those good nutrients is very, very important The other thing is that when it comes to treats, a lot of people spend a lot of money on treats and uh, treats can be really expensive. And they're also loaded with lots of unhealthy fillers and preservatives. And just like you wouldn't want to give your kids, you know, candy bars and and stuff like that. um, You might want to just make some of your own and make them really simple. Sweet potatoes are very good um, and healthy for Uh, animals and dogs especially really like them and you could make these sweet potato bites by just cutting up a few uh, cubes baking them on a really low like 200 degrees for two and a half hours you could make more elaborate treats by uh, using pet friendly ingredients like peanut butter that's free of artificial sweeteners Um, or you could make treats out of bacon or cheese or pureed pumpkin carrots there's all kinds of um, recipes online. So check that out and, and see if your um, your pets would like that. And then when it comes to toys and beds and bowls, <laughs> um, animal owners spend an average of like 50 to $60 um, on toys every year. And again. Again, some ideas to get that money down would be to shop at discount retailers. You can. There are like dollar stores, um, Marshalls, Home Goods. They probably. Well, you might be able to find some toys that would be good. You could make your own toys and make your own beds. If you have old T-shirts and socks that you don't need anymore, you can knot them together, create like a tug of war rope for your dog. Or even your cat. Your the cats love things that swing, and those would be free, and they'll probably have your smell on it. <laughs> and so your animals would probably just really, really like it. You could build a dog bed by repurposing a, um, a like a, a wine crate or a suitcase or a picnic basket, and then line it with um, padding or pillows that you already have. So you don't have to buy the you know anything that's really expensive unless it's in your budget. And just remember when you are buying toys that dog toys are not indestructible. Um, There are brands that manufacture regularly long lasting toys, but for the most part, dogs are going to just choose something up and um, that's going to be, that's going to be, that's going to be it. It could be just a few minutes then let's we'll talk about veterinary care and medications because that's where the huge amount of money comes in nearly half of pet owners spend at least as much on their animals health care as they spend on their own health care that's kind of an amazing statistic uh, and pet insurance can make these bills more manageable but pet insurance isn't right for everyone you have to really know what you're getting and um, and shop around. So some t- tips on how to save on pet insurance. Veterinary care, and especially emergency care, can be incredibly expensive. An overnight hospitalization for a pet can cost between $600 and $1,700 on average. That's according to the emergency vet uh, veterinarian usa it's a database of uh, emergency veterinarians and that doesn't include the emergency surgery which can set you back as much as five thousand or even more there's higher emergency bills um, i've heard of people spending up to twenty thousand dollars I mean i I don't know i that's just horrible I know that um, I had a family member who's dog just got sick recently and actually died before they got to the vet. But just having the vet look at it and do whatever they had to do was still over a $1,000. So that's just, it's crazy. If the cost of an emergency veterinary visit or a serious illness is a financial strain, you really should consider in pet health insurance and you want to get it while your pet is healthy and especially get it when your pet is young. It can help offset emergency veterinary bills um, with some insurance plans and they would also cover routine care. And there are three main types of pet insurance uh, policies. There's accident only, accident and illness, and then wellness. And the average monthly premium for an accident and illness plan could be like 50 bucks for dogs and $30 for cats. And that's uh, from the North American Pet Health Insurance Association, but that date is from 2021. So it might've gone up from then. And then wellness plans cost more because they tend to cover preventative care and that keeps your pet healthy. And that would include vaccinations, Um, But you can buy a standalone uh, policy. And then the accident-only plan. That average premium for an accident-only plan is about $20 a month for dogs and maybe $10 to $12 for cats. So it's less than half the cost of an accident and illness. And that typically covers poisonings, snake bites, lacerations, dog bites, and when dogs and cats eat something that they shouldn't. So that that seems like a plan that everybody should probably have. And then to keep your costs low, you can choose a higher deductible. So before your pet insurance kicks in, you would have to meet that plan's deductible just like you do with a human plan. So generally, a higher deductible equals a lower premium. But beware, because Some insurance policies have annual deductibles, while others have per-incident deductibles. So you really want to uh, shop around. And then, uh, as I said, you want to get your insurance as soon as possible um, when you get your pet. Because it's less expensive when you enroll your pet at a young age um, and before your pet gets sick. Because older pets, if they have a pre-existing condition, they may not be able to get any coverage. And then get quotes from multiple providers to find the best rate. And um, there are comparison tools online and make sure to check out the ratings and the reviews from customers and pay particularly close attention to how well a provider processes claims. Uh, it just makes me think of travel insurance. I've bought travel insurance and I've never had a claim. And I recently had a, just kind of a minor claim. And interestingly, I had different insurance and nobody's covering any anything. So it's um, you kind of wonder sometimes when you buy this insurance, is it going to work? Some pet insurance providers will offer lower rates if you are a senior or you're in the military or if you adopted a pet. So if you adopt a pet from from a shelter, maybe they offer some kind of insurance. And sometimes if you insure a couple of pets with the same company, you, or you bundle your pet insurance with your home or car insurance, if your home or car insurance has that, uh, you might get a discount. So definitely you know, check, check some of that out because I think that could really, really help you um, a lot. And then let's see some other uh, things that we can do is um, you definitely want to, you know, brush their teeth, (laughs) keep their teeth and gums healthy, which will help prevent a costly surgery, you want to prevent diseases, there's heartworm and in in, um, intestinal parasites and tick borne diseases, and they can be really costly to treat and sometimes they're fatal. So You want to keep your pets um, up with their booster shots and keep your pet at a healthy weight. And that's why the diet is very important. If you need medications, you can look online for medications. Talk to your veterinarian first, but maybe uh, before you buy them wherever you normally buy them, check um, check online. And then when it comes to spaying and neutering, there are Nonprofits and you know um, uh, the Humane Society—they offer discount va- uh, vouchers for spaying and neutering. And then when it comes to grooming, cats usually groom themselves, so that's not really something. Um, dogs, you know, you might—they might need a grooming session, which would be a bath and nail trim, and ear cleaning, and um, sometimes they—they they do uh, the anal glands and. Um, what else do they do? Oh, the blow dry their hair, etc. But that can cost like thirty to ninety dollars, depending on the dog's size and the length and thickness of their coat. And costs can be significantly higher for haircuts. So one thing is that you could do it yourself. That's we. I've always um, once in a while we would take our dog in, but mostly we just did it ourselves. And if you start young, the dog actually looks forward to it. And then shop around and then, of course, keep your um, your pet brushed and groomed. That's You don't want their, if they have long fur, to get tangled. When it comes to daycare and boarding, that can really, really add up. So you want to find perhaps a local pet sitter and, again, shop around for that. You might want to even form a co-op for pet sitting so you could band together with Some friends or neighbors and you know take care of their pet when they go away for the weekend and you can take um, and they'll take care of yours etc and of course then there's also training if you're talking about dogs and if you hire a, um, a dog trainer it unless you're taking a class with several people it could cost you up to um, $150 a session. So really consider the group uh, group classes. There's also virtual classes, or maybe you wanna become your own pet um, a, a trainer. So that might be something. And if you love to travel with your pet, um, a lot of people do. It's, it is easier, obviously, if you're gonna be driving but if you are going to be flying you have to uh, talk to the airlines look on their websites make sure what the fees are and what the size of the dog or the cat or even if they allow them uh, some don't anymore and then when it comes to hotels or home stays you have to really research to make sure that um, pets are allowed and usually there, there are. A, there's a fee usually for a pet at a hotel. Sometimes there's no fees if it is a, you know, um, Airbnb. But that's something to um, check out. So again, just to sum up, if you're going to get health insurance, choose it wisely. Make sure that um, you select a pet insurance that you feel is going to really work for you. So do your research. And then when, uh, as when it comes to a, to a vet, make sure that you, you know, talk to your vet, let them get to know your pet and know what their charges are. And again, when it comes to Spain, you're probably gonna do better going to the SVCA or something like that. And um, also when it comes to the dog toys and, and food, you want to want you want to make sure that you're giving your animals fresh, nutritious food and appropriate toys, but you don't have to go overboard. Well, I hope that gives you some tips so that you can have a great life with your animals, but at the same time, not break the bank. And when we come back, it was talking about bank, we're gonna empty our wallet of all those things that we've been keeping in our wallets for. Months, years, who knows how long. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be right back. Be the
0: star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Nine two five three seven seven star Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard. On the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are. With your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of
1: show. Well, we are back. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is Star Style, be the star you are. And I am Cynthia Bryan. And now we're going to clean out our wallets. I mean, do you remember the days when we, you know, carried um, like these, what was it? It was like these little plastic folders of of family pictures and boyfriends girlfriends our dogs our cats you know we so our wallets were full of pictures and you had receipts and you had all your credit cards and and your money and you, you'd put just there was just stuff in your wallet and these days we don't have to carry so many things and in fact it's better if we don't carry so many things because the um, the thieves that are out there that want to pickpockets, who want to take your wallet, if they get a hold of all the stuff that we used to carry in our wallets and in our handbags, it could really be an identity theft uh, situation. So the modern wallet can be really slim and light and have very few things in it because... Those informational items that we once had to carry, you know, like social security cards, and um, we don't need to do those anymore because we can have that on our phones. And if stolen, though, as I said, that overstuffed wallet, it just provides the crooks with all the info and tools that they need to get a lot more than the cash that the wallet had. So if you want to... um, to eliminate or at least reduce some of your risk of getting things stolen. Let's uh, let's discuss what you can prune and edit out of your wallet. Now, first of all, cash. There used to be a time where we had to carry cash around or have our checkbooks and things with us, and there's really rarely a reason to carry any large amounts anymore. Think through what your actual cash needs might be. I mean, maybe if you were to take a taxi, uh, but I think a lot of people are are doing Uber or Lyft or something and they won't take your credit card. Maybe you need a little bit, but basically just uh, you probably just need a few dollars. So just figure that out. I know with me, I never have cash. I always I keep like one or two dollars in there just in case for, for something, but otherwise, zero cash. And if you have um, like a health card or a Medicare card or a Social Security card, um, those can all be used for scams, right? And also for filling out false claims and all of this. So you could just you could scan those, uh, take a picture of it, just keep it on your phone, and you don't need it in your wallet anymore. And w- when I talked about checks, the one thing you do not want to keep in your wallet is a blank check, because um, the days when you might need one for a purchase they're pretty much in the past because everybody is um, doing all the kinds of online. Um, banking these days. Now, when it comes to credit cards, you can choose like one credit card or one debit card that you use the most and then leave the others at home. If you have an iPhone, though, of course, you can use Apple Pay. Uh, There's there's a lot of different ways these days that you can use other resources as opposed to having to have those uh, credit cards uh, actually on your person. When you have multiple credit credit cards, if somebody were to take it, that is a real gold mine uh, for criminals. And although um, although you could, you know, you may not be charged. Or it, sometimes they charge fifty dollars or something the credit card company, um, but it ends up costing everybody a lot more money when they start charging things. Uh, that, that is pretty uh, frustrating. So you want to really figure out how to store your credit cards properly on your smartphone. Uh, Take everything out of your wallet that's in there now and sort it and then look at it with uh, with your eye on how can you pare that down? What can you illuminate? Uh, You want to get rid of all those receipts. I just remember, always keeping receipts. And what about all the business cards that we collected? And if you have single store credit cards and reward cards, again, you could take pictures of them. um, And hopefully you can use something like your Apple Pay or, or put them, you know, in your uh, phone so you don't have to carry all of them. One thing that is always good to have in your credit card is um, I mean in your um, in your wallet is what's called a multi-tool. And it's just this little piece of sheet metal, which is credit card size. And what it does is it can, you know, turn screws, it can open, open uh, bottles um, and it can actually help you with some small emergencies. So something like that might be really worth worth um, having. Uh, again, copy the front and back of all the health cards that you've chosen to carry and then store those copies in a safe place because uh, health cards, if somebody gets them, they can use them, you know, to, um, to get reimbursement on claims and claim to be you. There are such things as uh, electronic wallet trackers, but most have a range of like 400 feet or less. So I would think that they're not really so helpful um, as far as getting your wallet stolen. They're probably just good if you can't. If you're one of these people that puts your wallet down in your house or somewhere, and you just don't know where you put it, you know, that's the same kind of thing. Like, where are my keys? Where are my sunglasses? Where are my eyeglasses? Where are what else do we lose? Our wallet, um, our phones, right? So if if uh, if you're somebody that puts something down not in the same place all the time, then that might be. Uh, the thing to do is um is have that but if not i don't think it's worth doing again when we get to the photos i don't think we have to carry photos of our loved ones or our pets or whatever in our wallets uh in anymore uh, one reason you don't really want to carry photos is you don't want to give Criminals, uh, the idea of who you are, who your family is, or um, even, you know, how you live. Because that's, it's just, I think it's not a, uh, I don't know even what to say. Uh, If people find photos in your wallet, they may, you know, you might be robbed at home. So, I, I don't think that's a good idea. You can show off your family, your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your vacation or anything, because everything is digital now. And we can keep them either in the cloud. And then if you keep them in the cloud, you can access them from your phone. And again, I just want to reiterate the most important thing Um, to remove from your wallet is that social security card. You do not need it for any daily use. And if your wallet was stolen and somebody got your social security card, lines of credit could be open in your name. It could be sold to other criminals. Uh, It could be put on the web for, you know, for sale for others. It could really open a can of worms and the whole thing of identity theft, this would be really, really bad. And then talking about home, you don't want to have a house key in your wallet because um, you could just assume that crooks would find your address from all the contents that you had in your wallet, and then they're going to show up at your house. And just know that if your wallet gets stolen, um, it's probably only a matter of minutes before Things are going to start being charged, so you really have to be on top of it. It's the same thing. If you don't have your phone locked, that's something really important too. When as we're talking about wallets, is always lock your phone so that somebody cannot get into it and get any of these digital credit card um, numbers or social security or or um, insurance cards or anything that we've been talking about, because all of that could be uh, very, very dangerous. So you do need to take care of yourself. And um, if something does happen, obviously uh, report fraud. And if you do get a wallet stolen, um, report that right away. But maybe one of the smartest things you could do is to take a picture of everything that you keep in your wallet so that you chronicle it so that if and you know maybe keep a list on your phone or the photos uh on your phone so that if something were to happen to your wallet that you could quickly quickly remedy the situation we really don't want to have any issues when it comes to uh to To uh, losing your money or your identity. So that is our segment for about our wallet. And when we come back from break, we are going to go into the garden and we're going to talk about summer blooms. Like what is blooming in your garden in your neck of the woods right now? Are you enjoying the, the birds, the bees and the wonderful smells of flowers and perfumes in the air. I'm Cynthia Bryan, this is Star Style, Be The Star You Are. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network and we will be back with you in just a bit. Be
0: the star you are, the star you are, be the star you- Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
1: You know how to qualify your leads. Sometimes we get so many leads and then that leads to nowhere. So maybe it's time to set up a qualification system to help you identify your most urgent prospects. So a simple system would be do a customer analysis. This means finding out which new leads closely resemble your current customers or clients, and then create a model customer or client by taking into account demographics, geographics, and psychological factors. If you belong to a trade association or organization, you could ask if they have a composite of what a great customer would be, and then study other industry profiles then you can match your leads to those profiles. There's no use wasting time with leads that will not lead to a close. So use your time wisely to qualify your leads and maximize your profits. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an eye.com.
0: annual cost of illiteracy to american taxpayers is over 225 billion dollars help increase literacy reduce violence and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to be the star you are charity Be the star you are. .org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show
1: business. Andrea G said, I should like to enjoy this summer flower by flower as if it were to be the last one for me. Well, summer is the most beloved season of the year for most people and for many reasons. It's usually a time for vacations and picnics and beach excursions, barbecues, and plenty of outdoor activities. And for me, summer is all about the flowers and alfresco living. Now, I will admit the last few months have been... Rather challenging because I feel that every spare moment that I wasn't working, working like working at job, working, um, I was in my garden working. And because it's getting dark later at night, like it doesn't get dark till nine or nine thirty. Of course, now it'll start slowly um, getting darker earlier. I would just go out and just work until it was completely dark. Uh, I finally finished my first round of weeding my landscape. I I cleaned my deck and my patio furniture, and I repotted all my plants. And uh, I'm in the process of adding additional compost to all of my blooming plants. And now I have to power wash. The brick. I still have that because we had such a crazy, crazy winter that there's a lot of moss on, on the brick. But the one thing I really realized, especially in this last week, is how important it is to take a day off <laughs> and, um, and not just uh, not do anything. Because I felt like I was hurting so much, but my body was aching, my hands were numb, because being between weeding and writing, I couldn't even feel my fingers anymore. But I'm gonna talk about compost first, because compost is an essential ingredient to promote blooming and improve the health of the soil, and it increases the vigor of any plant. Um, as a nutrient-rich soil amendment, Uh, Compost is aptly referred to as black gold and it is balanced. It is a mix of macro and micronutrients which include nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, calcium and plus other slow release nutrients. The organic matter in compost acts like a sponge that retains moisture around plant roots and this retention reduces the stress on plants during hot and dry periods. So compost is also teeming with beneficial microorganisms, which include fungi and bacteria and earthworms. And organic matter is easily broken down to create a healthy soil ecosystem that suppresses disease, resists pests, and encourages root growth. And when I'm planting any new specimen, what I do is I mix the compost with new soil before planting. And then for established plants, like my roses, I'm using it as a top dressing. And I have been doing that this past week because um, I got a, I have uh, quite a bit of compost. I was really fortunate. Our um, waste company had a compost day where you could bring five-gallon buckets and you were allowed to bring a dozen five-gallon buckets, and they had this very excellent compost that they gave away for free. You just had to, you had to be able, they shoveled it for you, but you had to be able to carry it. And it was marvelous because I really needed this compost. And what I'm doing is I'm putting it around as a top dressing on my established uh, plants and specifically on my roses because they have just been so so beautiful now june was really cooler than expected and i am very grateful actually for that because it allowed for summer plantings to take root and also it was uh, just a little bit better environment for all the work that had to be done outside and because of the harsh winter this past winter, I think a lot of people had to spend more time, you know, cleaning cleaning up and pruning. I mean, a lot of trees fell down and limbs had to be cut back. And now there's a fire season is here. So a lot of brush has to be chopped up. So I think a lot of people have a lot more work than in prior times. Um, but... With the sun's intensity, it usually brings soaring temperatures in summer. And that means that we have to implement specific strategies to grow our gardens in July and August. So for example, if you want um, to plant any vegetables at this time of year, you gotta have to plant some heat loving vegetables. And those would include tomatoes sweet potatoes eggplant peppers and okra you could all do those and interestingly you know the tomatoes the sweet potatoes the eggplant they're all part of the nightshade uh family so the one thing to know when you're planting these is do not plant them together because they will inhibit one another's growth and also attract diseases so if you're Plant tomatoes in one area, sweet potatoes in another eggplant somewhere else. Now, flowers that will thrive in the heat include zinnias and sunflowers and cosmos, marigolds, Mexican primrose, calendula, daylilies, birds of paradise, uh, and lamb's ear. Echinacea, lavender, black-eyed Susan, and California poppies Will be stellar bloomers throughout the summer months. So keep those uh, growing in your garden. It might be too late to throw seed, so you might want to go to your garden center and pick up, um, you know, small. I just buy the either six-inch the the six packs if they have things in six packs, or I buy the four-inch. And I rarely ever buy bigger than a gallon because I find, especially in summer, it's just too hard for, in California, I should add, it's just too hard for plants to take root when the temperatures are high, unless you're going to just water, water, water. And as we know, water is a commodity that is in, um, it's in big demand right now and we don't have enough of it. If you want your roses to continue flowering, as well as any perennials, you want to deadhead them. So as soon as your rose petals, you know, fade or start to fall off, don't let the roses go to rose hips. Otherwise, that's signaling to the plant that blooming is over and it's time to go to sleep. So keep deadheading. It doesn't really matter, you don't have to, You, I like to go down to the fifth leaf, but it's not mandatory. However you get off those dead blooms, it'll uh, rebloom again and it gives it more energy. Now my roses are actually the bedrock of my uh, summer garden, and I cut bouquets for the house because they are so colorful and I enjoy the perfume so much. Now to keep your summer blooming brighter, Here are a few instructions. Number one, deep water to encourage deeper root growth. You want to water early in the morning or later in the evening to minimize evaporation. Focus watering on the roots, not on the foliage. That will help you prevent disease, so on the roots. Apply a layer of mulch now before the summer heat really begins because mulching assists in retaining moisture, suppressing weed growth, insulates the soil from the extremes in temperatures, Because we are having extremes in temperatures between daylight and nighttime hours. I mean, in the days, uh, these last few days have been really, really hot, Um, you know, up to 100. In some places, it got to 118 or something. Fortunately, that didn't happen here. But then at night, it's going down to the 40s. So that's a huge change. So having a layer of mulch will really help. Wood chips and straws are excellent uh, choices as a mulch. You can use shade cloth, umbrellas, or plant sun-sensitive plants under taller plants to provide shade, and intense sunlight stresses many plants. So you might want to get that, shade cloth, umbrellas, or, um, or plant under taller plants. Choose heat-tolerant plants such as natives and succulents, and they will thrive in drought conditions. My succulents are blooming with very interesting colors, shapes, and textures. Also apply a slow release of organic fertilizers as necessary and don't over fertilize or you're gonna encourage just wheat growth and increase the need for moisture. Deadhead your perennials, just like I said, deadhead your roses um, as needed and remove the wilted flowers, trim the leggy growth and that will encourage new and continued blooms. And by doing this, you're also gonna maintain the health of your garden and you're gonna keep your landscape tidier. Remove weeds as they emerge because those darn weeds, they zap the water and nutrients from the plants that we want to showcase. And remember that in our area, poison oak is popping up in unexpected places. Uh, in, In the east, it would be poison ivy. Wear gloves when pulling it out and never burn it as the oils are toxic and can cause severe allergic reactions. And birds, bats, butterflies, lizards, frogs, spiders, snakes are all welcome in the garden because they pollinate, they eat detrimental insects. And in the case of gopher and king snakes, they devour rodents, including gophers, moles, rats, and mice. So make a field trip to your favorite nursery to see what is in bloom, ask for advice from the experts, buy a flowering specimen or two or three. And these floral investments will spice up your porch or patio. And enjoy your summer flower by flower. And before I end the hour, I just want to announce that um, it's a blossoming sensation for me. My second book in the Stella Bella's Barnyard Adventures is available for pre-sale. It's called Family Forever. So visit my website, cynthiabryan.com, and go to the online store. It's at a discount now until it actually hits the bookstore. So order your autographed copies today. So happy gardening, happy growing, and happy July. And also don't forget that shoe drive. So thank you so much for listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are. Make sure you are tuned Right here to uh, Voice America every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m., where we hope to change your life, make your dreams come true, and give you some good lifestyle information. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity, visit org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. I do want you to see beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. And until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Until next week, make it a great one. Be the
0: star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life changing program, Star Style Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style until we celebrate together next week be the star you are